friends and family. Welcome back. Welcome to Maybe We're Just Rambling. We are your hosts. I'm Rebecca. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Hey, I'm Stuart. Sorry. <laughs> Why are you out of breath? I was playing with the dogs. Oh. They've got that big tire that they love to play tug of war with. They do. And I got Apollo and I got River really hyped into it. And they're pretty strong. Put them both it's together. It's a workout to play with them both yeah. at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> they looked like they were having a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Well, we're finally sitting down to do this. We took a week off after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, that was nice. Not not taking a week off of podcasting, but taking Taking the, week. the time to acknowledge the season. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I made a very conscious effort to get everything done. And make sure that I had the time to just like let everything go and relax. By the way, you interrupted my intro. Have you introduced yourself? I said I'm Stuart. Oh, did you? Okay, I couldn't remember. So I'm you Stuart. Came, you came in with such a flurry. <laughs> so I am Stuart. I am Rebecca. All right. And uh, <laughs> this is always very rusty. <laughs> very never, shaky. We never have anything perfected. No. But this is our podcast. <laughs> it's called Maybe We're Just Rambling. Because if we you, do. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't read the title, we ramble. And if you have read the title, it explains a lot. It does. It does. <laughs> Pretty much everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. We created this out of the many conversations over the four plus years we've been together. And we just thought that maybe somebody might want to listen. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of interesting conversations. Yeah, and I would say so far, we've been right in our assumption that people do want to listen because we've been getting a lot of positive feedback. Um, And that's really, really cool. You know, I mean, I think I would still want to do this. It's kind of like making YouTube videos, even if nobody was watching just for the satisfaction of the creative expression, I would still want to do it. But it's nice to know that there's somebody on the other end that's appreciative, appreciative. (laughs) And um that's always very much appreciated. Wow, I said appreciate a lot in one sentence. I'm going to move on from this moment. One thing I do want to mention, if you listened to our last episode and you made it all the way to the end where we had our feel-good story of the week, we talked about the pups of High Park and how this lady named, oh gosh, I'm going to forget what her, did I forget what her name is? Katrina? Car- Car- Clarissa? It started with a K. The lady who sure. started the, the pups of High Park. Yes. She um so we tagged pups of High Park in our Instagram post for the episode, um, and she ended up seeing that we were talking about it, and so she went and listened to the episode and left us a really sweet comment on the post for last week's episode. Um, she really seemed to appreciate the fact that we talked about her and talked about what she's doing. It was honestly really cool to connect with someone in that way because we just randomly found her story do you have her name pulled up kaya christina kaya christina thank you for listening yeah listening again yes i'm sorry i for, i've remembered pups of high park but i forgot your name i feel terrible <laughs> um I, you should know up front about me i'm terrible with names i'm great with faces i'm great with like personality quirks and like associations yeah i'll remember i'll remember like your favorite meal and how you whatever like random little bits and pieces and i'll forget your name it's nothing personal. It's just the way that I am. I feel, um, I feel special. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to forget your name. <laughs> I've had a long time to remember it. Right. But it was just cool connecting with her. Mm-hmm. You know? It and, was. like, we just randomly found her story. Well, you found it. And mm-hmm. you are like, we should talk about this. And 
I loved it because, I don't know, seeing happy faces, happy puppy dog faces always puts me in a good mood. And I thought other people would appreciate that too. And yeah, I, she was very appreciative of the fact that we talked about her and the pups of High Park. And Kaya, Christina, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep making pups happy because um, that's the mission that we love and what led us to you in the first place. So I wanted to throw that out there because I thought that that was really cool. I think that's the first time we've connected with someone through like our little feel good story segment. So and also connected with a complete stranger through this. Yeah, so so from another country, no less. Yeah, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> it's another country. It, it, we're it, we're no. on the far side of the United States. It might as well be the moon. It most certainly might be. <laughs> but yeah, we took last week off. And I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas. I think we really did. We had a great Christmas Eve. We made each other that meal like we said we were going to. If you saw on our Instagram story, I took posted up some pictures. It was really good. It was a lot of fun. And then we spent Christmas Day with Stuart's family, um, in-laws and relatives. And that was really awesome, too, especially because it gives us a chance to like reconnect with some people that we hadn't seen in a while. It was really nice. We did not do a whole lot. We Christmas Day, we had that big lazy bone mm-hmm. um, during the morning, and we were planning on going on going over to my parents earlier in the day, and we ended up going at like four. It's just it felt like last week there were so many things going yeah. on, and so many pots on the fire. I. Uh, I might have procrastinated <laughs> quite a bit on my last week of my eight-week classes mm-hmm. that rounded out last week, and I just got my long wildlife management paper done and my math statistics final done. And that was that was a stress fest, but this mm-hmm. week we are we have like a free five or six days, which mm-hmm. is very weird. Yeah, it feels right? good. From now, which is today's Wednesday, Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, as we're recording this, yes, Wednesday until Monday, we really kind of get to do what we want, and Mm -hmm. we're gonna go spend some time with my brother, his family, and I, I like this season because everyone, clearly everyone is, you can tell when people are friendly or not, but it just (laughs) seems like people go the extra mile sometimes during this time of year, Mm -hmm. and we got invited to go over there for New Year's, so Mm -hmm. that'll be fun. Yeah, it really feels like everybody kind of takes the moment to slow down a little bit. Um, I know I saw some things on Instagram, people posting about, like, take this time to give yourself a, like, small vacation. Like, whatever it is that you are, are busy doing, put it all on hold and be lazy and take as much time as you need and just relax. And I think that that, as a, as a, a self-proclaimed workaholic, that's something that I need to be reminded of. Um, and so I really have been trying to take the last week to, to relax. And like you said, it was kind of hectic because we had our finals literally leading up to Christmas and like through Christmas because the final deadline was for certain things was like yesterday. Um, and so I worked my little tail off to make sure that like everything got done so that come Christmas Eve, I could just step back from everything and let it all be and let it all relax. And it all worked out really, really well. Um, And I've been able to take those deep breaths and relax. And I hope everybody else has been able to do that in some small way 
as well because I think it's important. And if you can't do it during this time of year, like when can you? Good point. <clears throat> but I mean, it's crazy because 2022 is literally right around the corner. And I still feel like I'm getting used to 2021, you know? Yeah. Wait, are, is this the transition in which we start talking about the topic of the of the podcast? Yeah, I was just going to like seamlessly lead so into it. So is this it. like a, a new year, new me thing that we're, we're about to like new no, year's resolutions? No, I don't think so. <laughs> do you do new year's resolutions? Like you personally? Uh, no. I, don't think I, I never ever really. Have. I can't even think of one that I would pick if I had one. I think I I have in a way, but they've been very broad. It's like, oh, I want to, you know, continue to be dedicated in my like personal fitness and health goals, and I want to read more books this coming year than I did last year. I read I read twelve books in twenty twenty one, which is basically a book for every day of the month. Um, I would you like mean, to every read... month of the year. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Every Sorry. month of the year. Thank you. Um, I would like to read more in 2022, you know, kind of broad things like that. Um, but I don't really go in for the whole, like, I don't know. I feel like the whole new year's resolution thing can be very kind of cheesy. Um, and mm -hmm. I try to avoid the cheese factor as much as I can. Um, we like cheese, but we try and avoid the cheese factor. Yeah especially when it comes to like life choices and stuff. So no, I don't think this is new year's resolution per se. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm thinking about the last year that we've had, how our, our 2021 has shaped up everything that has happened. And I'm looking ahead at 2022 and it really is a blank slate that we can do a lot with. We can really do anything that we want. And we already have things in mind that we know we want to do things that are already on the horizon that look like they're going to be very possible, which is really exciting. Um, and I've just been thinking about how I want 2022 to manifest for us and what I want it to look like and, and how I want to shape it. And so with all of that, I've been thinking about this past year and the experiences that we had and like what we learned from them and what we came away with. And because I definitely feel like from maybe you feel differently, but from like a, a life perspective, this year was very pivotal for us because we learned and stepped into some like realizations that are pretty significant. Yes, I, I would absolutely agree. Uh, I mean, the, the first thought that I have for 2021, and we're going to compare uh, was the beginning of 2021 to the end mm -hmm. or from the beginning of 2021 to what the beginning of 2022 is going to be. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of changes. Um, and the biggest one is that we are not going to school in person at Stephen F. Austin. Mm -hmm. um, we went there for a full year for two semesters and we decided to go to school online and finish our degrees online. So following the spring of 2021 uh, and fast forward till now we're doing school completely online and we've decided that we want to do that and how we decided that we also wanted to go um travel the country for that three month span mm -hmm. things like that uh, i i see 2022 there's going to be a lot of differences um in how we started from last year mm -hmm. a lot of differences but i think a lot of the things that we established 
this year are going to be carrying into 2022 and like maturing and developing even further. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been thinking about our experience over the summer, just being, being remote and being quote unquote off grid as we were, um, the kind of alternative lifestyle that that exposes to. And I don't mean alternative in the, uh, in the sense of like, like, uh, crunchy or, um, like hippy dippy or anything like that. I just mean like an alternative frame of mind. And I know for me prior to leaving and going on the road, um, I had a lot of like hopes for how everything would go, but I don't think I, I didn't expect for like the whole off grid thing to get under my skin as much as it did, you know? That's really nice to hear. Because when I came to you about that, about like, I just, I'm like, this is, this is a lot right now. I was, I was kind of dealing with a lot of stress mm-hmm. and just tired of the, the, the nine to five kind of the typical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, we need to, I just want to go get lost. I, I need that. And you were like, <laughs> sign me up i've been waiting for you to say something uh-huh, i bet uh-huh. um but we did that and yeah i mean we had some some rocky times there like we had a hub separate as soon as we left basically yeah um we had my truck have a transmission leak and i had to fix it on the road I ended up um, stuck in a horrible town in yeah. like the middle of Wyoming, not even a pretty area no, on a reservation. It was, it was on a reservation in the middle of basically the desert or the moon for that matter. Mm-hmm. And we, we had some difficulties, but we learned a lot about ourselves. And yeah, it it was pretty much everything that I hoped it would be. And more. And more. It It got under our skin in that... For instance, our, our, our first and, and longest, not, not our first, but our longest stationary spot was in the Pawnee National Grassland in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And how long did we stay there? Ten days. We stayed there for ten solid days without moving the RV. We unhooked the truck and we like went down this dirt road to go to a hiking trail two or three times. Mm-hmm. But you could see... You're up on a slight amount of elevation, probably 500 or 1,000 feet. Yeah. And it's just flat everywhere else. It was in the 90s <laughs> with the humidity, less than 10%. So if the so if it was 91 outside, it was 90% humidity. And whatever it was, it probably, both those two numbers added up to equal 100. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was very interesting. But just being there and just sitting... And just being able to think about yourself, about what was going on, what our plans were, what we were doing. It was it was such a, a, a raw feeling of like, yeah. I have control. Mm-hmm. It was like you really, you hear people say, oh, yeah, the world's your oyster. But we literally like carved out our reality and then laid it out flat and said, okay, what are we going to do with this thing now? Yeah. You know? It was like having a, a piece of like untooled, unfinished fabric in your hand. And it's like, what are we going to make with this? And the, the grasslands were such an intense, extreme introduction to 
off like the off-grid thing because you had the the heat and the um, lack of humidity which was so extreme I mean I've never been in such dry conditions while it's also been so hot and um, that was an interesting experience because it's like your body is trying to sweat and cool itself down and the the moisture is being wicked off of your skin as quickly as your body can produce it so it's like it's almost like this reverse like fan sensation or like reverse um, rush on your skin it's a weird feeling and we didn't talk to like really any people while we were there even there were other boondockers in the area but we didn't talk to anybody it was just us and it was beautiful like that's one of my favorite favorite places and you know like you said we went through some some tough stuff on the road because things come up as they will but like looking back those things are so minor in the broad scope of what I took away from that experience and what was actually important like when I think about the highlights of this past summer breaking down and um losing a tire on the side of the road like those things they don't they don't almost aren't even blips on my radar They're just molehills yeah yeah but what I'm really thinking about is I'm thinking about like watching the sunset over the buttes in the Pawnee National Grasslands. And I'm thinking about bathing in crystal clear mountain streams in the Bighorn Mountains and watching the sun rise over the Gallatin Formation and hiking and watching the dogs explore and play and like really taking the time to slow down and the fact that we weren't connected to any of these outward structures that would normally be um, imposing on us and holding us to something like deadlines and schedules and other people's expectations, like all of that stuff fell away. And it was like very, um, what was the word that you used? Raw? Yeah, it was very raw. And I've been thinking about what I want for, for 2022. And I just want to get back to that. <laughs> like, I, I miss being in the middle of nowhere with limited interactions, like limited cell phone service. It sounds so crazy. And and me a year ago would have thought like, yeah, that sounds great, I guess. But like, there's got to be a downside to it. Until you go through it and experience it, you're not going to get it. Like, I really think Mm -hmm. you're not going to get it. Well, it's funny you say that you just want that feeling back. I'm going to be honest with you. And I don't think we're ever going to be able to feel that again. Really? In, the, in the same way, because it was something that we couldn't predict how we felt. So what, I, what I'm thinking is we'll get a lot of those same feelings, but we're never going to have that first initial like sitting there like, I don't know, what do you want to do today? I don't know. You want to go, you want to go put over there and just <laughs> just look around that stuff. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll get that too, but it, I don't, it's going to be hard to replicate that raw feeling of just sitting there and just soaking it in and the raw the, the raw feeling that comes with it right well yeah i guess it won't be as new and right like that's that's, fresh what, that's what i mean as it was before but i think um going back to that that space and finding those places it's just going to be like it's going to be like kind of like coming home like it's <laughs> going to be like you're coming back to a familiar place um mm-hmm. it's like familiar ground familiar territory and like even today we had to we had to like move the rv like 
four feet to the left or the right or whatever um, so that our heated water hose could could reach and everything because we have to winterize things and make sure everything's ready to go in case we get a hard freeze and like going through the motions of like um, pulling up the stabilizer jacks and um, pulling the X shocks out and rolling up the tire covers and like all of these very familiar things that we did like half a dozen times or more over the summer like I I wanted it it brought me back to being in that in that place and being in those locations and everything that I was feeling and it was like I just want to keep going like I want to pack everything up and I just want to leave um and I didn't expect to have such a strong feeling you know like a, such a strong um like visceral reaction to being in the wilderness but now I understand why so many like wilderness like through hikers and backpackers and stuff they talk about that that kind of feeling and mm. it's like the thing that mm -hmm. brings them back now I kind of I get it you mm -hmm. know it's addictive I don't know why but yeah. it's, I guess it's like it's like that that idea of like that biophilia that connection that we have with the earth and everything and with nature and we're always just trying to get closer to it yeah yeah the the highlights from that trip I would say were the Pawnee National Grasslands mm -hmm. and then the Medicine Bow Rue yeah. National Forest in southern Wyoming. Clearly the Bighorns, because we talk about that, I think, every episode. Yeah. And then as we went into and stopped in the Black Hills. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, there's just a feeling of being surrounded by everything that you can see, but nothing at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you can hear, for instance, you can hear coyotes mm -hmm. pretty much anywhere unless you live, I guess, in a big city. But I can remember, like, in the grasslands in Colorado, it was almost like clockwork. As soon as the <laughs> sun went down, you'd hear some coyotes maybe five, ten miles away in that one direction. And then in the other direction, the other ones that were five to ten miles away would be howling back at them. And in things like that and seeing all those windmills mm -hmm. um, wind turbines turning and blinking and just you could see like this giant herd of cattle down in this bottom land mm -hmm. um that was two three miles away mm -hmm. um things like that and and things like in that stream in medicine bow river national forest mm -hmm. and in the bighorn national um and then in the black hills they were all just feelings of being surrounded by nothing but everything I wanted at the same time. Yeah. And I, as you know, Rebecca, maybe maybe the listeners don't, is that I'm so particular in things. Sometimes <laughs> I just need to be in the exact perfect place or I need things to be perfect. And I'm a perfectionist about some, some really random things. And I can, I can like vaguely think back to, man, I didn't want to park in that spot. I wished we had gone to somewhere yep. else. But looking back now, that spot was like everything I ever wanted. Mm -hmm. And and I want that spot back. <laughs> that's I'm probably so... <laughs> not going to be able to get that same spot back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not, I think that's a good thing, but I understand uh -huh. exactly what you mean. And that's, I think that's so well put. If you had to look back and pick, like, yeah, we can do three things or we can just do one thing mm -hmm. um, of significance what would that be for you? Like, um, I don't mean like a place or like, I, here's what I mean. What was your, your biggest takeaway from our 
foray into this world like kind of philosophically not I don't mean like oh yeah you know we don't didn't need as much water as we thought we did or I don't mean that I mean like what was your biggest teacher in all of this and what did you learn like the biggest experience that I learned something from yeah like what did you come away with um, a better understanding of either something outside of yourself or something within yourself hmm that's tough it's tough to say one thing do you want me to go first? No, no, I think I have it. It's on the tip of my tongue. I would most likely say that the biggest and most impactful experience, the biggest teacher to me was the fact that I can be happy anywhere. Mm. I, I found happiness in so many different places. And it's not tied to one exact place. Um, and I'm I'm one of those stubborn Texas people, usually. <laughs> and it's like, Texas forever kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I want to be in Texas. Well, I found happiness in Kansas. <laughs> I would say Colorado, but I'm just going to scratch it because it's Colorado. Um, I found happiness in Wyoming, found happiness in South Dakota. I even found happiness in, it was really funny, in Illinois, where we were at that park (laughs) where there was a BMX event. Mm -hmm. And there was like a a family of people that were, the couple were about 10 years older than us and they had kids. And just watching their kids just drag river around. Mm -hmm. And, And then I found happiness in your parents' backyard with our RV there, mm-hmm. I, I can be happy so many more places than I thought I could. Um, I didn't see that. I thought it would be like, okay, cool, we do all these fun little things, and then go home. Well, now I don't know where home is. <laughs> I mean, it's the only, the only concrete thing that home is for me is you. That makes me happy. It makes me happy to hear you say that on on multiple levels. Um, Sorry if I got too deep, y'all. No, don't <laughs> don't apologize for that. That was beautiful and like really well said. And I it makes me happy to hear you say that because you know I've always you've always heard me say like one of my my personal favorite sayings is um, you have to grow where you're planted, mm-hmm. and that just for me means no matter where you are, no matter what life circumstances you find yourself in whether you wanted them or not, you have to find a way for them to serve you in some way for you to, to grow through whatever it is that you are in, um, and use it to, to improve and better yourself. And in a a lot of regards, that expression has come out of times where you were and I were in places where we didn't want to be. And I was like, there's nothing we can do about these circumstances. We just, we have to, we have to outlast this. And it's like, grow where you're planted, like use this time to, become a better you basically um and I do think it's possible to be happy just about anywhere and so to hear you say that and for you to have had that realization makes me really really happy I think for me the biggest thing that I came away with and I think I probably knew this already but to just experience it firsthand um and really be able to to like see it happen 
is a very different thing than just to think about it. But I came away with a much deeper appreciation for how little I actually need to like be content. Like how how little is actually important and how much of the things that I have been told that I should care about are really, not to say that they don't matter, um, but they are, they only exist because society has told us that they should. And so when you get away from society and you're not um, tuning into that like frequency anymore, you're kind of like on your own, you get to, to kind of write your own charter and how you how you want to live and what you want to value and care about um, and what is actually important and what you actually need. And that applies to like multiple different areas, right? So, you know, on the, on the, the one side of it from like a, a sustainability perspective, I came away with a, an appreciation for like, you know, I don't need hot water to, to wash dishes or take a shower. Like, yeah, those are luxuries and they're nice to have, but I don't need those things, right? Those are wants, not needs. That's, that's because of the summer for one. But, right. But, yeah. I, but even in yeah. wintertime, like it would be miserable, but it's not, it's not something you absolutely need. Like there are ways, that's you know, true. like you don't have to have hot water piped into your home. It's yeah. a absolute luxury. Yeah. And I would, I would choose that over like heating water over a you stove. Can it, you can make it without it. Yeah. I can make it without it. Yeah. I don't need as much electricity as I thought I did. I think we learned, both learned that in a big way. It's like it act, you actually don't need as many um, amenities as you think you do. And then also, it's just, um, it's like I don't need to be checking my phone every 20 minutes to see what's happening on Instagram. Um, it's actually a whole lot better if, if I don't. I feel better. I feel happier. I feel more content. I'm not worried about what's happening on social media if I'm posting frequently enough or being relevant enough or, or whatever stupid standard. Um, those things don't matter. Just that whole idea of just reevaluating what's important and what really matters and what I actually need, not want or have been told that I need, what is actually tangibly important. Um, that's what I came away with. You make a lot of, a lot of good points I can relate to. Um, something I can relate to out of what you said, especially, is that I, I, I find myself to be a, a pretty uh, resourceful person. Mm -hmm. And that I can, if, if I don't have the right tool for something, I probably have something that I can still get it done with. <laughs> um, which means I need to buy more tools. Of course. First off. Of course. But uh, on a real note, um, we both figured out that we can be really resourceful. Mm -hmm. um, we figured out how to do a solar system. I mean, it all just clicked for me one day. And man, I could power everything. If you give me enough solar panels and the charge controller, the inverter, I mean, a mini split, we could literally just go build a cabin somewhere in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and then put a sandpoint well. Which is a fun new thing I just learned yeah. about and had never known was a thing. But guys, you did you know you can literally drill a hole in your yard, any old place, and as long as you can reach the water table in your area, then you can have a well? Uh-huh. 
I, I literally didn't know that. Like, I know that sounds so simplistic, but I watched a YouTube video of a guy doing this and it's literally just a pipe with like a, um, it's kind of like a filter thing on the end or somewhere in there. So you don't pull up a bunch of dirt and sand and you just drill down far enough so that you reach your water table. And then you just have like a, not even a fancy pump. It's just like an old fashioned hand pump. You can put a fancy pump on it, but yeah. And you just have water. Like, yeah. That's that's something people need to know, you know, because you've got people who think that their water has to come from their city. I mean, I would. There, there are very easy ways to treat your water too. That too. I, I, I mean, I. You don't need it. You, you don't absolutely need it. If we had, if, if we found, twenty acres in Alaska in the middle of nowhere, and you gave us four months of a summer and put us there at the beginning of the summer and a chainsaw i'm pretty <laughs> sure we could build something and we could have we could figure out how to get power water i mean wood stuff I mean, now now we're dreaming here <laughs> but well but that brings me did you finish your point though uh yeah how, how we how we're more we confirmed how resourceful we are yeah yeah, yeah. and i just get to because i didn't want to interrupt your thought but that led me into another thing that that you and i acknowledged we were in Iowa when we had this conversation, sitting on like the bumper of the RV, and you were talking about like, you know, we could get this kind of battery, and if we had this so many more watts and this so many more blah blah blah, that we could do this and this. And I looked at you and I was like, at what point do we acknowledge that this is just who we are now and this is our lifestyle and we're not going back? And you kind of like had a deer in the headlights look for a moment. And then I think the kind of like the realization settled in and it was like, yeah, this is because because once you once you have gone to these places physically and, and mentally um, and learned what we what we have learned and done what we have done. I find it very hard to believe that anybody could ever go back. Just because what reason do you have? Because to go the only reason you would you would quote unquote go back to I don't know conventional norms is if you just really liked the idea of those conventional norms and like the idea of of a conventional society and everything but people who do what we're doing and are drawn to this kind of lifestyle they don't want any of those things anyway there's a really good chance that if you're listening to this right now you probably fall into that category and you're one of those people who whether or not you're ready to admit it out loud to yourself you don't love everything about the society that we live in and you're probably a little bit curious about how to get out of it yeah that was a i forgot about that i truly forgot about that <laughs> that was an interesting conversation we were at a casino in iowa mm -hmm. um, on the way to the field of dreams mm -hmm. and it was okay we've got golf cart batteries right now we've got lead acid batteries well here here's some quick numbers for you we spend this much on building our own lithium batteries with buying cells, battery management system. We get X type of converter or inverter that would be able to put out regular plug power and then be able to also put out 220, which is like what you guys would probably have for like your oven or your dryer. Mm -hmm. um, be able to put out that kind of power and then put a mini split on the back bumper take this junky RV AC, inefficient RV AC off the roof, um, put 
three, four more panels, and we would be in absolute business. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could probably, with the labor being ourselves, we could probably do that for three grand. Mm -hmm. Three, three grand, thirty-five hundred bucks, and we would, we'd never want to go back. We have unlimited power. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing I think we talked about also is that we don't know if we're going to do that with this RV. That's true. There's um, a lot on the table. Yeah. A lot of, of little different roads that we could take. Um, and I think you and I both for right now um, are content to just kind of take it one step at a time mm -hmm. and see where the road leads us. But the crazy part of it is the thing that I love so much, and I think this is just with life in general, um, it's like if you, you have a, a desire in your heart, you take that desire, whatever it may be, for example, if it's, you know, to own 40 acres somewhere remote, and you speak that into existence between, it could just be out loud to yourself or between you and another person like you and I that then becomes like a, a, a little bit more of a real tangible thing. And then it's like always there in the back of your mind. And then someday down the line, all of a sudden you're going to wake up and that opportunity to have that thing is there in front of you. And it seems like it just kind of material materialized overnight, but really in reality, over the course of X number of years, you've been doing things almost unconsciously to put yourself in a position to be able to achieve what it is that you want. And that's literally what has happened with us in this RV and with, with solar and being able to be off grid. It's not like we woke up one day and we're like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. And this is exactly how it's going to go. We started out in very general terms. I mean, it is no lie that we did not plan any of this out. Yeah. Like we didn't, there are certain things that were very intentional for sure. Like obviously taking out a loan and buying an RV is very specific and very intentional. But when we did that, I had no idea that we were mm -hmm. going to have like a solar system. I had no idea that we would ever, you know, travel around the country and, and be in the middle of nowhere for days at a time with no cell phone service. Like that was not anywhere on my radar. Um, definitely did not ever see us with a composting toilet. Like, like that just, but here we are and now it's like, Oh, this is, this is great. We wouldn't really change anything. Um, yeah, we, we made lots of decisions, lots of little decisions that added us up to that point. Like, we have the ability to make some robust solar system mm -hmm. compared to what we have now. Or we could build something somewhere mm -hmm. and have a solar system somewhere. Um, that all happened. The, the only reason that could maybe potentially ever happen is because we sat there and we had multiple conversations and a cost-benefit analysis on getting solar panels and how long it would take to get our money back and what that experience or what that money would give us experience-wise and we really almost were just like yeah let's get a couple more jugs of gasoline and just <laughs> run the generator all the time do you think we'd be having the conversation about being easily off-grid if it was Always with a generator humming mm -mm. at the door? Mm -mm. I don't think so. No, I mean, I, I love our generator, and I'm very Absolutely. glad that we have it because we've definitely used it. Yes. Um, but no, definitely not. And, and it's just, it's all, all to the point that, you know, if there's something that you want, and I know this sounds like very, like, hippy-dippy, 
Um, and I know people sneer at like the uh, whole idea of um, like self-manifestation and that kind of thing, the power of manifestation. But even even Jesus talked about it in the Bible. You know, he said, if there's anything in your heart that you want, speak it and it will be so. Like, mm-hmm. if there is something that you that you truly want, some lifestyle change, some goal, um, just acknowledge that that's a real thing that you want and start working towards it. Um, and a lot of it, I feel like just happens. It almost like it happens while you're asleep. Mm-hmm. And then here you are, you know, a year and a half, two years later talking about it all. And it's like, wow. And I think this past summer, we're, I think we're going to look back on this past summer for years to come as a really, really pivotal moment because it, it taught us a lot. Like it taught us way more than I think we thought we were going to. I thought we, I think we thought we were going to like, you know, have some Instagram worthy moments and some funny stories and like some cool experiences but i feel like we came away with so much more i agree agree. so you know as far like as far as 2020 2022 2020 wow i'm regressing um as far as 2022 is concerned like the sky's the limit and already like there are things on the horizon where it's like we didn't necessarily go out and seek them but we put ourselves kind of in the path of Mm -hmm. these things so that when they came along, we were there ready to snatch them up. Um, it's like the grizzly bear standing in the mountain stream ready to snag that salmon. Like, we put ourselves in the position to be able to take advantage of things when they came along, and already things are starting to, to slowly, like, blossom and come to fruition. It's really cool. I don't know exactly what order everything's going to happen in 2022. No. But I know that we have the flexibility, thankfully, to be able to support that. And I think the direction that it's going is exciting. I mean, I I sure hope that I can replicate those exact experiences and those feelings, those raw feelings. It's going to be very hard um, because I didn't have any expectations before. And I just really blew them out of the water. <laughs> but now I have them. It's going to, I mean, I'm going to need to see it at the end of the I'm going to need to see both ends of the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> I think 2022 is going to blow us away. I think it's going to be different. I think we're going to be sitting here a year from now thinking like, wow, this is nothing like what we thought. Like we didn't get anything that we thought we were going to get. And yet we got so much more and like, look at where we are now. Yeah, That's got, always how it goes. It's yeah. like you make plans and the universe laughs. <laughs> I've got these wide eyes right now and just this like <laughs> awkward smile and it's like I don't know what's going on but it's happening and I don't know what it is yeah it's gonna be exciting and one of my favorite things um I don't know if you realize this but this episode is gonna be getting posted on New Year's Eve no way yeah. I didn't know that yeah so I thought that was pretty cool um didn't necessarily plan that out but I think that works out really really well to our favor So anyway, that is kind of, I don't know, I wanted to take the time to reflect on everything that we've kind of learned up to this point, Um, some of the philosophical points that we've come away with and where it's going to take us going forward, because I think the future is bright um, and the world is very much our oyster. So, you know, I just, I hope that if you're listening to this and you feel any kind of like stirring in your heart you will find a way to make some of your dreams and ambitions a reality in 2022, no matter how how big or small they may be. Um, Because it is really through 
seeking those experiences it's not even the ultimate experience themselves i think it's really the journey of getting there that we learn so much find a way to listen to yourself exactly yeah. listen to that quiet voice so that's all that i really have to say about this past year um i'm ready to to let it go and move into the next um we can't keep it no you gotta let it go exactly do you have anything else you want to say say before we move on um i could say the thanks for listening well no or, the episode's I know, not I, over I, no i know but it's like i thank all of you for listening uh, which i do um i hope we're sitting here before new year's in 2022 having a conversation or we're laughing about the one we're making right now that would be yeah that yeah. seems likely <laughs> it does it, is, it does seem very likely it's like we are so ignorant so <laughs> naive so naive but yeah that's and i guess i'm looking forward to it too you uh you've actually made me try and realize and, and think intentionally about 2022 because normally i would probably just be like oh yeah whatever new year but i i appreciate you for stopping me also and making me answer those questions like the question mm -hmm. about what i learned because i didn't i wasn't ready for that question and i didn't even i don't know i didn't plan that answer and it means a lot to me um that all of the things that have happened have Mm -hmm. um thanks for helping me realize that even more than i already did you're welcome i'm very happy to thank you for indulging me <laughs> of course i can't really say no we're not talking about that because <laughs> we're uh because we're on a continuous stream where we don't get a break <laughs> limited editing <laughs> yeah we... well we'll go ahead and move into the feel-good story um Feel free if you come across uh, a story or you hear a positive story throughout the week that you think you, that you would like to share with us, feel free to send it our way. Um, we have our email linked to our Instagram. Um, you can just send us a DM as well. But we're always on the hunt for really good stories. And I found one today from Fox 6 Milwaukee um, that I wanted to share because I think it's very on brand for us and it's... <laughs> Like, it's very in line with, I don't know, everything that we're doing. And it's also just a really cool story about somebody stepping outside of themselves and doing something really positive to try to help other people. I haven't heard this yet. This will be exciting. So the headline says, quote, I fight for them. Maine veteran builds temporary housing for fellow vets who are homeless. So this is from Booth Bay, Maine says a Maine veteran is giving back to other veterans who are struggling with homelessness amid the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Um, this was posted in, in February, so I guess it's a little bit old, but oh well. Ed Harmon, a service officer with the American Legion Post in Booth Bay, Maine, retrofits trailers into living spaces through a project he calls the Veterans Emergency Temporary Shelter, or VETS. The cargo trailers are used as temporary housing for military veterans in the process of finding a permanent home. The housing units are one-room living spaces equipped with a bed, microwave, and refrigerator and provide safe and secure housing for veterans for a couple of days to a couple of weeks or even longer as necessary. Quote, now the vets are not going to freeze and that's the whole idea of it, end quote. Harmon said, we're keeping them alive. Harmon, 72, is a veteran himself and served in Vietnam. 
They, the veterans, can't say they don't understand because I do, Harmon said. The whole idea is to show them I've been there, I understand, and I fight for them. The trailers are available to veterans anywhere in the state. One has traveled as far as Acadia National Park, more than 110 miles from Booth Bay. He, the veteran, opened the door and he walked in and he sat on the bed and said, I died and just went to heaven. It makes you feel pretty good, Harmon said. Currently, there are five trailers available, and Harmon's goal is to have 12 built this year and hopefully 100 over time. As a nonprofit 501c3 organization, he is asking for additional donations and volunteers to make it happen. Anyone interested in sending a donation should visit their website or call Booth Bay Vets, and I will link their website and this phone number in the show notes of this podcast um, and over on our Instagram in case anyone is interested in looking into it further. We're not doing it for money. We don't make money. We don't charge money. Our labor is 100% free, Harmon noted. If we all pull together, all of us, we can help this world. We can help our people. We can help our vets. We can help other homeless people. I thought that that story was really, really beautiful. Um, One, because it kind of goes in line with what we were talking about last week about um, acts of service, acts of kindness, and stepping outside of yourself to help other people. And also, I just thought it was really cool that he's uh, using cargo trailers and re- like retrofitting them to be living spaces, which is something that we're kind of seeing more and more and more. It's a, like a very um, easy entry level way for people to get into like the full time living thing. If you don't want to go out and buy an RV or buy a van, people are doing this with cargo trailers and they're doing really cool, really cool, incredible stuff with them. And the idea that he is doing this to help Um, a population of people who should be supported and um, uplifted among anyone else, which is veterans, people who have fought for this country. Um, That, I think, just speaks volumes. And I really wanted to, to share this story. I just stumbled upon it, and it really spoke to me. So, Yeah, I kind of want to look that up. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty touching. Mm -hmm. Um, it almost makes me want to go to Maine and help. I know, like that's <laughs> what I was thinking too. I'm going to look into the um, nonprofit a little bit more. They have yeah. a website linked here, and they have um, a phone number as well. So, I mean, they're asking for additional donations and volunteers. I'm sure this year has kept them plenty busy. I'm sure they're still um, chugging away. So, anything that I find, we'll definitely make sure we post on our Instagram um, for anyone else who's interested. But like Stuart and I both, we've, we've talked before about volunteerism and how important it is to us and everything. And it, unfortunately, it's kind of difficult to find like solid, upstanding um, nonprofits helping veterans. Like a lot of the veteran specific nonprofits do not have a good reputation. And so it's difficult to find good organizations that aren't like mishandling the money that they receive yeah i don't want to throw names and shade out there but there's there's a number of big veteran type organizations Mm -hmm. that you see um if you were to just throw it on google throw a search out on google or something um that there's sometimes um sadly it's the the whole idea of um, the generosity of people it's it's abused and it's mm-hmm. and it's very sad this sounds like a pretty good pretty pretty um pretty sincere effort that guy's doing mm-hmm. very I've got, grassroots I've got, I've got some questions though i'm gonna have to look it up 
because our cargo trailer, it's like a 7 by 12 it specifically has a sticker that says you have to do certain things to make it habitable. Because um, it needs, that. like, more ventilation and stuff like that um, just to make it safe. But I know those are those are temporary things. So yeah. that, that's that's a little different. Well, um, and the pictures that they have on yeah. their, um, on this article, I can't see a ton, but it looks like there's a roof vent on top of the trailer. And then there is also at least one window, mm. um, plus the back door and the side yeah. door. So yeah, you have to have like so many like emergency egress mm -hmm. locations and mm -hmm. yeah, it looks I'm going like to look it up. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. So we'll share pictures and all that. Um, but I mean, I, I think that that's a, that's a lovely a lovely way to be giving back. Um, oftentimes veteran run organizations are some of the most genuine, not always, because that's a blanket statement, of course. But when you have these like local grassroots movements, a lot of the time they're the ones that are like truly doing the Lord's work and really um, putting in the effort to help people. So anyway, I love that story and we're going to be looking into it a little bit more. So mm -hmm. That's a good story Stay you found. Tuned. Thank you. Yeah, as soon as I saw it and I saw the cargo trailer, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> so that is where we're going to leave it for now. Um, I would love to know, we would both love to know what your ambitions and dreams for the coming year, even the coming years are, where you would like to see yourself, where you would like to go. Speak those things into existence. Make them a reality for yourself. Don't um, be scared. Yeah. Do it. The sky is the limit. What's I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Um, Somebody's going to judge you? <laughs> Screw them. It's not that bad. <laughs> nah. They think we're crazy. We are. We are. But that's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we hope that you all have a very wonderful, um, very happy new year. Um, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review if you are able. Share this podcast with somebody if you think that they would enjoy it. And I guess we're going to round this out and yeah. say, I'm Stuart. I'm Rebecca. And this has been our ramble.